Hey, Tonia, before we get into today's episodes with our guests, Matt and Michelle, do you want to create more appraisals in less time with less work? Valkyrie is the premier valuation software for the commercial real estate industry. Trusted by more than 300 leading organizations as the gold standard for appraisers. Valkyrie web, mobile app, and valuation models provide an end-to-end solution for appraisal workflow. With features built to stand the test, Valkyrie users are well-equipped to meet market demands now and into the future. Learn how Valkyrie can help you complete one to two reports more per month in 90 days or less. Visit Valkyrie.com to schedule a live demo and ask us about our Appraisal Institute discount. Hi, listeners, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of Face Value. I'm Tonya Vilas. And I'm Warren Boyza, and today we'll be discussing the Appraisal Institute Volunteers of Distinction program, how you can get involved, what it means to hold the title, and more. As a 2021 VOD honoree, I'm excited to talk about this. Today we're joined with Matt Atwood, candidate for designation, and Michelle Patton, MAI, who are also recent VOD honorees, to share their experiences with us. Thanks for joining us, Matt and Michelle. Matt, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, well, thanks for having me today, folks. Um, my name is Matt Atwood. I'm currently a candidate for designation. Uh, I'm a senior appraiser with Garland and Salmon here in California, um, where I like to kind of focus on complex valuation scenarios in markets that usually have uh, limited data sets. Uh, I've been appraising now for about six years, yeah, just over six years. Um, I kind of got involved with the Appraisal Institute from the get-go. I uh, joined our uh, local Northern California chapter. Um, from kind of the start, I was looking for other new, younger appraisers in the industry, trying to figure out how everyone else is doing this, you know, starting in the appraisal field, um, just trying to find my, like, kind of the right steps with it. So I actually ended up finding or founding a new appraiser professional networking group that, uh, Kind of got other new appraisers, new appraisers together talking about, hey, how'd you get through the training classes? How are you doing with the licensing? You know, what's your next course you're taking? That kind of thing. And uh, that kind of really got me involved with the chapter. Um, from there, I uh, joined the technology and networking committee. And then I also most recently got involved uh, with being my uh, local uh, branch chair here in California. Nice, Matt. Super involved. Good to hear. Thanks for joining us. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Michelle Patton, and I am also in the Northern California chapter along with Matt Atwood. Um, we, the Northern California chapter is a huge chapter geographically, so we live a couple hours from each other, but we definitely have seen each other numerous times at chapter functions. Um, myself, I've been appraising for 20 years and um, just was always um, encouraged by people that I had worked for to be involved with the Appraisal Institute. For some reason, um, about 10 or so years ago, one of my employers um, put my name in the hat for a nomination for, um, you know, to be on the board. And so I got elected to the board. And then ever since then, it was just, you know, a snowball effect of um, being in leadership. And it was really a fabulous time in my career, just meeting so many new people. Um, I don't think I would be where I am right now with my career if I hadn't been as involved in Appraisal Institute. 
Um, so I went through the chairs and um, served as our chapter president in 2018. And all of that, um, you know, the Northern California chapter is really good about um, procuring leaders. And, um, you know, they sent me to LDAC, which is where I met Tanya and um, a lot of other people. I have friends all over the country, Alaska, Hawaii, and, you know, all over the continental United States too, which is really, really cool. Um, and as far as my my work, you know, daily work, I focus on eminent domain, litigation support, and um, that, that's, that's what I do. Yeah, Michelle, we were presidents at the same time, so it was a few years back. Um, so we don't want to show our age. We're as young as Matt, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, I think he didn't want to say, and maybe you've changed the name, but his... Um, group that he was talking about was called Young Appraisal Professionals. I don't think I was ever invited to that. I don't know if it's because of my age. We switched it from Young Appraiser Professionals to New Appraiser Professionals as, I mean, the thing is, is when I started, there was just this void of new professionals working together. And, you know, when I started, Michelle, I think you were the first, pre like, new president when I was, you know, getting involved in the local chapter. And I was like, hey, like, she's running this thing. This is awesome. Like, there's new blood coming through and new people with excited to do different things. And um, one of my things I was excited to do is get more kind of new professionals together. So it's a great idea. Good program. Um, so why don't we just continue on with that a little bit, Matt, why don't you tell us how the program started and what the new appraisers do together and how they work together or what do you guys meet or, you know, something other chapters might want to do. Yeah, I mean, I saw a need for, you know, the next generation of appraisers to, you know, create a bond. You know, I, I see all these folks involved in the chapter, you know, chairs and directors and presidents and secretaries and that kind of thing. They were all kind of, of the previous generation of appraisals. You know, they all went to, together to through all the classes in person. And kind of when I started taking, you know, my classes, I did a lot of mine in person through the chapter and through the institute. But a lot of other folks had taken all these classes online, so they didn't have that one-on-one -on -one personal connection with other appraisers. And I was like, well, who else is out there? Like, I was at a firm with, we had, I think, two or three trainees at the time, and I wanted to know how other trainees were doing. You know, I felt like I was in a little bit of a void. And so we kind of created this networking group. Really, it just was a social group. You know, we'd meet um, every couple months at a different brewery in the area and just to get together and say, hey, like, how, how are you dealing with this kind of issue? Or, like, you know... What's um, something that you found that's really been helpful with this property type uh, and that kind of thing. And then just kind of going over like, hey, how'd you sign up for classes? How'd you get past the test? That type of thing. So really it was just a social group. And eventually we had a lot of um, more veteran appraisers coming as well, looking to hire kids. They were saying, hey, I'm looking for new appraisers that I can hire my uh, firm. You know, how do I find them? And so it was able to kind of benefit uh, two different groups then, which has been really cool. Let's talk a little bit first before we get specific with both of our guests about um, their particular volunteers of distinction journey, let's call it. Let's talk about what the volunteer of distinction program is. Um, it's basically from, from the basic description of the program is the Appraisal Institute's recognition program honors volunteers for their service to the Appraisal Institute, the real estate valuation profession, and to their local communities. 
the nomination process is that each quarter, AI professionals who have gone above and beyond for the AI, their community and the real estate profession are eligible to be nominated. You can submit one or more nominations by downloading and filling out a nomination form for each individual being nominated. And new this year, you can also submit nominations digitally on the Volunteers of Dis Distinction page on the AI website. Thanks, Lauren. I'm curious about everyone's experiences becoming a volunteer distinction. Uh, Michelle, can you begin on letting us know what the VOD means to you? The, the award comes along with, you know, with our chapter, we have like a membership spotlight on the website that, you know, highlights uh, people that have done certain things, you know, or gotten certain awards, which is kind of cool. Um, when I was in executive leadership, we would talk about this at board meetings about, you know, who's next in line, you know, to, to, to be recognized. And so it's a really neat tool just to, to have recognition for your efforts. Thanks, Michelle. Matt, how about you? Uh, I was just surprised to uh, receive the um, kind of the nomination and the, the distinction for that. Uh, I didn't expect it. I had heard about the volunteer distinction. Uh, Michelle said it's been in our newsletters and on our website in the past. Uh, I, I always kind of saw it as something that, you know, someone with a designation got, you know, as a newer appraiser, that was kind of like, oh, someone's been around for a while. They've done some awesome things for the chapter over the years. You know, they're getting that they're dues type of thing. Um, so I was really surprised to be nominated for uh, uh, the award. Uh, I think it, it kind of goes back to, I, I, uh, I spearheaded getting our local chapter a new website. I saw that. You know, a lot of the new appraisers I was talking to were like, oh, why be involved with the chapter? Like, it's outdated. Like, their website's so poor, like, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, well, let's fix that then. Let's, I wanted people to be, you know, motivated to be part of our chapter and a part of the Appraisal Institute and, and just be excited to be an appraiser. And I thought that was kind of an easy first step. So I, I went along with uh, our executive director and a, a committee to uh, redo our chapter website and kind of after a year and a half of it someone was like oh yeah you're getting nominated for the volunteer district i was like wait really that's i didn't i didn't expect this this was just something i wanted to get done and um i hope that you know my having gotten the volunteer distinction as a you know non-designated or well currently a candidate for designation like i can motivate other new appraisers to really get involved with your chapter you don't have to have a designation to you know be a branch chair to be part of the system. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, other new appraisers see this as an opportunity for them to kind of do something to separate themselves from uh, the rest of the, the appraisers out there. Matt, you, you talk about revamping your chapter website. That happened recently in the Colorado chapter for us as well. And the, the couple people who were instrumental in that, it needed it so badly for so long that we, they were carried in on a chariot into <laughs> our mem membership meeting last time. Uh, it was so needed. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it's uh, cool to see great. that small little things like a website can really be. I know. Exactly. Michelle, what have you done for your chapter to help improve it, I guess, and move it into the, you know, 21st century that we're in? <laughs> um, I don't know that I've helped move it along technologically. Like, you know, if that's what you're talking about, I, that's Matt's forte. <laughs> but um, I, when I was, when I was um, president and before, too, when I was on the board, I really tried to bring in just a little bit more interesting spice you know, to appraisal life. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of things that, that I had done 
we have an annual spring conference in Modesto that we hold every year, and it's one of our you know signature events for our chapter. And myself and another um, colleague, Rich Paddock, we put together um, a cute little video and and played that. It was funny, and it was about you know a day in the life of an appraiser and just making fun of all the silly little things that we all go through. And um, you know, basically appraisal inside jokes is kind of what it it boiled down to, and it's on YouTube if you want to look it up, but <laughs> um, another thing that I brought to the um, experience when I was there was we did a uh, Habitat for Humanity kind of class, and it was basically, the class itself was to learn about um, net zero energy consumption for, for residential uses, but um, along with getting a couple of CE hours, we had an opportunity to help build this Habitat for Humanity house, which was a really cool kind of field trip experience for us. So, Michelle, I'm glad you mentioned Habitat for Humanity. Probably a lot of residential appraisers out there maybe may not know this, but if you contact your local Habitat for Humanity, that house that you guys built needs to be appraised at some point. So <laughs> you could do some pro bono work and help out a great organization by, um, uh, being on their list as in a certain area uh, to be the person to appraise those properties. We were thinking about doing something like that for our chapter as well, but we never followed through. It was right before COVID. So maybe Michelle will uh, connect after this and you can give me some pointers on how to get that program um, up and running in our chapter. Cause I know we have a lot of residential appraisers who want to give back who've been practicing for a long time. And we have a lot of, um, needs in the area, especially now with the whole housing, uh, you know, pricing the way it is. So it's a good idea to do, and we'd love to do it in our chapter as well. Yeah, definitely made um, that continuing age, continuing education hours, um, you know, with a more hands-on feel, it made it a, a better, interesting experience. And we did it on a Saturday too, so a lot of people could attend. Excellent. Yeah, I think we want to get some notes on you. Uh, maybe have you put together course course oh criteria. <laughs> we need volunteers for... This is all about volunteers, right? Yeah, we need volunteers to uh, create courses. So this might be one that we'd want to share with uh, chapters throughout the organization. Good idea. Yeah. Tony, I think um, I would love to know uh, from both Matt and Michelle, because I know from the process of uh, the volunteers of distinction that a lot is asked and you guys have just talked about your volunteer work within the appraisal industry but it does also ask a bit about volunteering outside of the appraisal industry and um, I'm just curious if either one of you have done anything as far as having nothing to do with appraisal because I feel like volunteers in their industry are always probably have the heart to do it for other things too. Matt, how about you? You got anything? Uh, outside of appraisal, uh, I have a life and um, I, I'm really involved in uh, a local uh, kind of nonprofit that revolves around getting uh, kids bicycles. I'm a big cyclist, mountain biker, wow. biker, that type of thing. Nice. And so I've uh, joined this local community group to help get more kids on bikes through community education, through donation of bikes, um, through just kids' bike rides. So it's been nice to have a little bit of both. Sometimes I say yes to too many things. As we all know, that gets a little bit yes. uh, spicy sometimes, but makes it all work. I enjoy having a little bit of something outside of uh, the, the work world to keep me motivated. 
That's awesome. That's really cool. Michelle, how about you? There's no um, particular organization per se that I volunteer for right now. Um, once in a while, you know, I'll do something for church. I was kind of ahead of um, creating a monthly or quarterly newsletter for the church um, that I used to go to until we moved. And then um, I, we lived in a very, very small community called Knights Ferry, population 98. It's a historic Jeez. gold rush town. And um, I, one of my hobbies is woodworking. And so I would constantly get asked to, you know, hey, can you make this sign for, you know, the Oddfellows building or the community park or whatever. So I spent quite a bit of time making wood signs. Sounds silly, but anyways, um, you know, it's just a way to give back to the community and not ever expect anything in return. But you have a lifelong impression on these people. They see those signs everywhere forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. cool. It's almost like, you know, having my artwork hang around the town. <laughs> Very nice. Warren, oh, yeah. how, how about, about you? you? Ah. Ah, I beat you. I think. Okay. No, go ahead. I'll go first. Uh, um, so I have kids, not as many as Michelle, but I do have two. <laughs> um, and I'm heavily involved in everything that uh, they do. So I coach basketball. Uh, we're heavily involved in Girl Scouts. So we just started a new Girl Scout troop for the Little Daisies and some Brownies. And um, these girls are just learning, and it's amazing. Again, Michelle, I'm going to steal some of that woodworking. I like to have them do that right now. We're doing pottery and stuff like that. But it's all these fun ways to teach kids that there's stuff out there and to, I guess, give them self-confidence. You see a lot of these children are shy um, and quiet not like me. Um, so I try to help them to bring that out of them because everyone can speak up. Everyone could stand in front of a room and talk. You have to learn to do it as a child in order to um, get up there as an adult and continue on. I think a lot of us volunteers took time. Like I know I was not always this loud <laughs> or um, spoke my mind. It took a long time for me to do that, but it's great seeing these little girls and teaching them how to do that. Matt, I'm sure you see the same with the children you give the bikes to and just making them feel appreciated and welcome and, you know, part of a team. Yeah. Kids, seeing kids learn new skills is an awesome thing. All right, Matt. Uh, Warren, I'm on you now. Okay. So outside of appraisal, um, this one I'm, I'm pretty proud of. You had fun with it. We're not doing it anymore, but a, a gentleman at my gym uh, years ago, was involved in a program that dealt with guys that would either just be about to, you know, make the wrong decision and go into the criminal justice system or were coming out uh, recently, like in a halfway house. So a group of us from our gym would go on Thursday afternoons, every Thursday, and we would work out with these guys because the idea being, you know, trying to get the structure back in their life, a routine and I'll tell you what, that they, um, as someone who's worked in gyms a lot, uh, they were the best people to work out with because they were so into it and made it competitive. And, you know, we did a lot of burpees with this <laughs> gentleman, but they were great. Just knowing that, uh, you know, they were, they were down on their luck a bit. And maybe if they took the wrong step soon, they were probably going to go somewhere we, we, nobody wants to go, or they were, they had just come from that where they needed that structure back in their life. And it was pretty awesome to watch. That's amazing to help out the adults, you know, yeah. it's good to see that as well. 
Now, how do you guys um, make time for all this volunteering, given your busy schedules and, you know, having a life outside of appraising? So, I mean, kind of the beautiful thing about being a volunteer is you really can decide how much you want to be involved. Um, when I was go, when I was on the board and, you know, going to board meetings once a month and, and dealing with budgets and, you know, all of those, those nitty gritty things that are the behind the scenes things that the executive directors have to put up with or, you know, coordinate. Um, I, it was, it was time consuming, but it was very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was fulfilling, you know, it was stepping outside of my daily and Tony, you mentioned kids. I have five kids. I have one grandbaby. Um, so, you know, I know what it's like to be pulled in a lot of different directions. All of my kids play competitive soccer. I spend all of my free time watching them play soccer. So anyways, um, it's, it's, you know, it can be a lot, but at the same time, don't, don't be afraid of volunteering. There are so many other things that you can do for your chapter or your, or your branch chapter, um, or just hit a social once in a while, you know, to, to connect with other people. Um, so I think that there's a lot of opportunities for, you know, anybody to get involved on any level really. Um, and, and, you know, once you get your feet wet, you'll just, I think you'll want to continue on and, you know, and being involved with the Appraisal Institute and just meeting people and, and having that network. Yeah, and just giving back one hour a month is like so rewarding. Um, and if you can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you maintain everything. So thank you for being a volunteer for the organization. Thank you. Yeah, Tony, I think after this these years of the Zoom society we lived in and appraisers are, are you know, a lot of them are individuals, especially on the residential side, you know, where one, one person shops and, you know, we got used to this just kind of sitting in your, in your basement or in your office. Um, so getting back out socially amongst each other and just talking shop kind of like Matt was talking about is important. And I think, uh, it takes some people to kind of push it along sometimes like Matt with your program that that was wonderful because, um, sometimes, we aren't the best self-starters. So to, to get that uh, push to go, you know, whether it's the brewery or whatever, whatever it might be, get back into social situations. Cause you, we all know appraisers love talking about nothing more than appraisal for sure. So Matt, at those events, is, are there any you would recommend for other chapters to do aside from, I'm not sure if everyone has a brewery nearby, but is there anything else that you um, found was enjoyable that introduced the young men, new, not young, the newer members and brought in the more um, tenured members as well? Yeah, we, we've done a number of different events throughout the chapter, uh, the larger chapter. Uh, I actually just recently put on a coffee hour at the local coffee shop the other day. Just, you know, some folks can't do that after work, so we did it one in the morning. And it's just really nice to get together with a bunch of different appraisers, you know, hey, you're busy, where are your good clients, what are your bad clients, you know, well, have you ever worked on this type of property, you know, that kind of thing. And I think one of the nice things about being, you know, uh, getting this volunteer distinction award is that more people know about me. And that's the same thing with just being involved with my local chapter is now I can email somebody and be like, hey, I heard you specialize in this type of property. You know, you're free to chat or do you have some comps you can share? 
know, once you really get to know more people through these small events and whatnot, you have, you know, clout in your area. And that really, you know, it, it pays off for those hours you put in. It really does in the long run. So I, I think just any kind of local social events, people think that they have to be something special, but honestly, it's just a gathering, you know, coffee, lunch, beers, whatever. We're looking at trying to do some more fun events as well going towards in the future um, just to bring people together. And with such a large chapter, do you focus generally in one area or do you have these social events throughout the region or your We have branches throughout city. Northern California. So I, <clears throat> maybe Michelle knows we have like six or seven branches now. Is that correct? We had seven um, before we merged with the Sacramento Sierra chapter. So I don't know how many cha uh, branch chapters they have, but we have, you know, just these little pockets around um, Northern California that are um, called branch chapters and, you know, They'll host uh, social events or workshops or classes in all of these different areas so that we can serve our members across the whole chapter. Can you guys tell us about an unusual or interesting property that you've appraised and what made it unusual or interesting? I can tell you about a property that I appraised in Modesto years and years ago. It was a tallow rendering plant. So, um, okay, backtrack. What's tallow rendering plant? <laughs> Thank it you. It is disgusting. <laughs> it is what you make from beef fat. You um, boil it down and remove the impurities and the meat and whatever to get, I don't know what they even use tallow for, but anyways, I appraised it years ago. So uh, just in the least, it was the most awful smelling inspection I ever performed. Um, you know, when I got there, this is gross, but sorry, it's just what we got to deal with, right? When we're out there, we don't get to pick what assignments we get sometimes. So, um, you know, the outside of this facility, it was, you know, a big industrial facility. It had um, cattle stacked up <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and then inside, you know, they had pallets and pallets stacked to the ceiling of cowhide all folded up and, you know, stacked neatly on these pallets. But I mean, just so many. And I, you know, had asked where they were sending them. And this was probably 15 years ago. And they were sending all these cow hides to China. But that was just a, a very interesting experience. Wow. So in New York City, we really don't have cows um, <laughs> that, you know, but we have cocoa bean factories <laughs> and they don't smell really good either. Yeah, you'd be surprised. You'd think cocoa smells nice, but not so much. <laughs> Matt, how about you? Um, I've done a lot of interesting properties over the years. I used to work for a, a larger fee shop, and so I've done stuff all over the West Coast, um, up to Alaska even, which has been kind of an experience to get out of the state. But uh, one of the, the most kind of enjoyable ones, and keeping on with this California theme, is uh, I appraised an old mine hole uh, for you know gold mining era uh up uh, on a wild and scenic river. So it was a federally protected river. It was a hole in the side of the hill that used to be for a gold mine. And uh, I was doing it actually as a yellow book assignment uh, for the government. And so it was, uh, it was an eye-opening experience just being out in the middle of the woods first off, which was cool, but then just trying to figure out how, you know, how do you value this? What else is out there? That kind of thing. So it was a, it was a pretty cool one. And um, it's kind of, sparked my interest in doing more um, weird and eclectic properties. 
How did you determine, what did you determine the high, um, the larger parcel analysis to be? Luckily. <laughs> Using some corny appraisal terms. Luckily, there, there, it, it was its own larger parcel, but it was, it, it had some interesting uh, title stuff going on. And, um, you know, anything that had to do, at least out here in the West, you know, we're pretty new. So a lot of our title, you know, chain isn't that old. But when you deal with the, you know, these older properties, like a gold mine, there was some weird title stuff going on back in the day, which kind of got interesting and you dive a little bit deeper and you're, you learn a little bit more about what's going on. So pretty cool. So I want to uh, poke a little fun at Warren. So Michelle, I don't know if you know this, but Warren hates hot dogs. <laughs> How did Michelle's story about her, you know, inspection with the, yeah. How did that make you feel? So we, one thing you might not know is behind the scenes here at Face Value, we have a crack staff of about 150 researchers. <laughs> and, and we did some of that research while you were talking about it, Michelle. And uh, I was sent some pictures. And yes, Tonia, I, uh, boy, it's, to answer your question, gross. So <laughs> <laughs> we were waiting for. Uh, Warren, have you, do you want to add to our unusual properties here that you've appraised? I've got maybe a, a scarier story in that uh, I think probably two or three times over 25 years or so, it's happened where I've gone, and this has happened to all of us, we've gone into a house or building and you just get that weird, eerie, eerie feeling. And you know, uh, something something's not right here. And I think I've been, yeah, two for two where, you know, yep, sure enough, something happened there that uh that the house is now vacant and so i must have this sixth sense of of i don't know what's what's going on in this house but so, sorry you cut off a little bit on me um were you talking about ghosts there could be could oh. be i i could be a believer after a couple of experiences in in some homes um, while we were in, I'm going to go back to Texas. We went to San Antonio recently at the joint region meeting and my son decided he wanted a Ouija board and everyone's like, don't let him play it in the house. No, no. But we did get it. You know, I'm interested. He's waiting for us to have one of those movie nights to play it. So we'll find out if there's some ghosts living in our house. Well, thanks Matt and Michelle. We appreciate so much you guys being here today. And we want to thank our face value listeners. We'll see you again next month. Thank you guys for joining us today. And hopefully you have already subscribed. And if not, please join us on the AI website, iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor to subscribe to our podcast. Um, you can watch and listen on a monthly basis. Tune in for another episode next month.